I'm Kate Welsh, and you are listening to Blazer Radio, the voice of Hood College. Good morning, Hood College, coming to you live from the glass-walled studios of Blazer Radio on the third floor of Rosenstock Hall. This is the morning announcements for, for Monday, September 18th. I'm your host, Aiden Sievert, class of 2024. Sitting across from me is my co-host, Charles Bainham, class of 2026. And running our audio board this morning is Professor Tim Jacobson. Answer to last week's trivia question, we asked, what was the first fast food restaurant in America? Well, the answer to that question is White Castle. In 1921, Billy Ingram launched a family-owned business with $700 and an idea, selling five-cent small square hamburgers so easy to eat they were dubbed sliders and were sold by the sack. In 2014, Time Magazine declared the iconic original slider the most influential burger of all time. Have and you guys ever had that? I have not. There's a White Castle where I'm from in Virginia, and it is packed all the time, really? but I've never been. Yeah, there's a huge line. But I remember, uh, this is a weird memory, but like going on vacation and my grandmother sitting in the back seat and like halfway into like a five hour trip, she like reached into her purse and grabbed out a slider <laughs> that no she way. had got. <laughs> That's awesome. And I'm like, I'm never going to eat there. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've never had White Castle. Um, there's none it's okay. in Colorado. Yeah, so. I've heard it's either hit or miss. Like people love it or they're like, this is the worst yeah. I've ever had or White Castle is the best. There was a Snow White grill here in uh, Frederick uh, when I first got here. Um, that basically had a, a slider. You could get like, I think you get three sliders and a thing of fries and a Coke for like two fifty. Hmm. It was days. right down on, the, on East Patrick. Yep. And now it's time for the sports report. Um, so before we get into the recap, let's give a shout out to our three hood athletes who were named MAC Conference Athletes of the Week. Mary Emma Galdi was named MAC Women's Golfer of the Week after she set women's golf program records for a single round in 36 holes for the Blazers in the SU Fall Invitational at Kakapon State Park Golf Club. First-year student Tyler James defends Marymount's Ian Martin at first singles to pick up men's tennis player of the week accolades. James fell in the first set by a score of 6-1, to one, but came back in his second set, defeating Martin 6-0. Love to see that, you know, go down, come back, yeah, keep going. Uh, James topped off uh, his win in a tiebreaker 7-3, and first-year student Anna Fry won her collegiate debut to earn Women's Tennis Player of the Week. Fry defended, defended the Saints, defe- defeated the Saints, uh, Fab- Fabian Fritz in a 6-1 victory. And another 6-1 victory at the first singles for the Blazers. Only point of the match. Uh, so hmm. congratulations to these three student-athletes. Yeah. Good start to her career. And now on for the recap. On Monday, field hockey picked up their second win of the season with a shutout of Lancaster Bible College in a makeup match that was postponed by rain. Junior Maddie Dillons got her scoring started in the third quarter, followed shortly after by a goal from first-year defender Madeline Monroe. Sophomore Kylie Rossler added a third goal in the fourth quarter. Goalkeepers Rashana Brown and Kendall Davis combined in net to secure 
the shutout for the Blazers. On Tuesday, women's volleyball fell in straight sets to Notre Dame College of Maryland, 25-17, 25-21, and 25-22. Mackenzie Wright led the Blazers with eight kills, while Anna Ofobu and Olivia Todd each had seven kills. Men's soccer well, were shut out by the visiting Marymount University, 5-0 on Wednesday. Goalkeeper Nick Humphreys had a busy night uh, with the Saints putting 11 shots. On yeah, goal. I feel like Nick is not going to have a boring time in, in no. goal for <sighs> men's soccer yeah. this year. It's going to be a pretty grueling <laughs> season for him, I feel, this year. But Hey, I yeah. mean, it, my son's a goalkeeper, and you know, I think he'd be, you know, he's pissed that he gets goals thrown on him, but you know, I'd rather have 11 than none. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a hard position to play. Just yep. whew, a lot of stress on those shoulders. And uh, speaking of goalkeepers, women's goalkeeper Brenna Ellenberger had an equally busy night in that uh, the Blazers battled Shenandoah University to a 0-0 draw. Ellenberger turned away nine shots on goal to record her first shutout of the season. Play was physical on both sides of the ball with a total of 13 fouls being doled out including one yellow card. The Blazers put up five shots on goal in over 90 minutes. Uh, now moving on to field hockey. Again, the field hockey team picked up their third win straight of the season with another 3-0 shutout, this time against Eastern Mennonite in Harrisonburg, uh, PA. Uh, after a scoreless first half, the Blazers went on, the offense, went on offensive early in the third quarter with the goals by junior Kate Benz and sophomore Morgan Hackett, less than 50 seconds apart. First-year player Lily Corden put the match away with a score late in the third. At the first all-hood, all-blue night this semester, women's volleyball did not disappoint their fans. The ladies blanked the golfers of Goucher College with a 25-23, 25-14, and 25-20. Mackenzie Wright led the team. With 12 kills and 13 digs, Jackie Malitsky and Annalise Barger led the team in assists with 16, and Ashley Donald finished the match with 14 digs. Now past the events, the weekend events, back to Aiden. So let's start with men, men's and women's tennis, who were visiting Catholic University in Washington, D.C. on Saturday. Both teams had a not-so-pleasant trip to our na- na- nation's cash, uh, capital, the men uh, were blanked in all nine of their matches, while first-year player Anna Fry came up with the solo win of, on the women's side. It was Fry's second straight win of her young collegiate career as she cruised to a 6-0 to and 6-2 to straight set victory. Down in Lynchburg, Virginia, men's soccer had another rough outing, falling 6-0 to to the Lions. Uh... Their defense seems to be uh, the sticking point for the guys' season so far. They were outshot 14-1 to over the 90-minute match and conceded 10 corner kicks. That's, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot that of is, corner kicks. Yeah, yeah um, hate to see that. <laughs> but um, on the women's side, the, the women's soccer team fared marginally better at home against the 25th-ranked College of New Jersey. Uh, the Blazers gave up two penalty kicks in the first half and allowed two more goals for a 4-0 final score. Offense, not defense, seems to be the sticking point for the women's this season as they failed to put a shot on goal against the Lions. Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, college, they went to Final Four last year. Oh, wow, okay. So I don't know how they have them ranked 25th. I have a feeling it should be higher. but I'd agree. 
Um, well, let's uh, end the day on a high note for the Blazers sports. For the first time in program history, the women's field hockey team can boast a winning record. They came up big against Roanoke College for their fourth straight win of the season. After a scoreless first half, first-year defender Madeline Moreno knocked in her uh, first goal of the season in the third quarter. Roanoke would equalize early in the fourth quarter, and the game would end uh, in regulation tied at one. In overtime, uh, sophomore Kate Hoffey found the back of the net uh, off a cross from fellow sophomore Abby Chiavetta. In the 64th minute of the game, winning the uh, in the 64th minute of the game for the game-winning goal. Uh, great work by the whole team and a fantastic vis- victory. That's pretty cool that they, for the first time, I think, uh, over 20 years. Yep. I at least while I've been here, like. It, you'd be surprised to see them win four games all season. So yeah, it's it's really impressive, and you know, congrats to the coaching staff yeah. and to the players so far for the season. Yeah. Um, let's hope they can keep that going absolutely. when uh, well, conference play starts. Oh yeah. Um, this weekend, Sunday's uh, scheduled matches between Hood Women's Tennis uh, Team and against Cedar Crest College were postponed due to rain. We will let you know when those matches are rescheduled. And the same thing for the men's and women's golf, who are supposed to play in the Cardinal Fall Classic Tournament in Hagerstown, Maryland. And now for some upcoming games and matches. Women's soccer gets the week started on Tuesday with a home match against Penn State Harrisburg. Kickoff is at Thomas Field, set for 7 p.m. Three offerings on the calendar for Wednesday. Field hockey travels to Westminster for for a 6 p.m. clash with McDaniel College. Men's soccer hosts Juliana College at 7 p.m. And women's volleyball tips off against Alvernia University at 7 p.m. inside Blazer Arena. Women's soccer are back back in action on Friday with another home match. The Blazers take on Marymount University at 5 p.m. And it's another busy Saturday. The weekend starts off with men's and women's at the LHU Invitational in Lock Haven, PA. Men's soccer hosts Penn State Scutchkill, I believe, uh, for a main matinee for, for a matinee <laughs> at 11 a.m. Women's volleyball takes on Lancaster Bible College and Lebanon Valley College in a tri meet. First match is at 11 a.m., second tips off at 3. Men's and women's tennis travel to Middletown, PA, for a 1 p.m. matches against Penn State Harrisburg. And field hockey is home against Farm College at 2 p.m. On Sunday, women's golf uh, are at the Dickinson Fall Invitational in Carsal, PA, while the men tee off at the Gettysburg College Fall Invitational in Abbottstown, PA. Uh, at last but not least, men's tennis are at the St. Vincent College, uh, are at St. Vincent College in Latrobe, PA. First serves set for 1 p.m. There you go. And now for some events around the quad this week. Um, on Monday, September 18th, um, don't forget to tune into the Blazer Radio this evening at 6.30 for the Grooney Talk Show. Host is James Gruenfelder and sidekick Cameron Day will be, dis- will be discussing everything important in the world of sports. I wonder if they'll mention that Rogers guy who stubbed his toe last Sunday <laughs> in New York. I sure would hope so. That seems to be the talk of the time. You know, he said he was going to come back. I'd be There's surprised. No yeah, it, he was no on chance. some sports talk show and he said uh, that he would be back before the end of the year. It's those darkness retreats. 
Yeah, I mean, the darkness uh, that's what is that what yeah. it is? I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> He's Feels 39. He's not going to come back. On Tuesday, September 19th, we've got a packed day around campus. All right, there's a few things going on. The Department of Law and Criminal Justice will be discussing the Constitution and the Due Process Clause in recognition of Constitution Day on Tuesday, September 19th at 2 p.m. in Tatum 227. Are you registered to vote? You should be. But if you're not, head to the library between 1 and 6 p.m. for a Voters Registration Day event. Held in partnership with the League of Women Voters, staff will be on hand to guide you through the process. You guys are registered, right? I am. Yes. Good deal. Um, also on Tuesday, the Feminist Student Union will be hosting a Design Your Own Tote Bag event in WIT 220 at 7 p.m. There will be food and plenty of supplies to de- decorate your own tote. And finally, on Tuesday, um, from there, you could head over to the Koblenz Seminar Room and join the Latinx Student Union for a screening of the movie in- Instructions Not Included at 8 p.m. We are assuming there will be popcorn and soda. Better be. I hope. (laughs) On Wednesday, September 20th, um, do you have any shirts or clothing that that could use a color update? If so, head to the Whitaker patio at 8 p.m. for an evening of tie-dyeing with with Cab. Um, They will provide color, rubber bands, and water. You just need to provide the clothing. Now to Chuck with the rest of the weekly events. So now... Thursday, September 21st at 1 p.m. in WIT 220, it's Pizza and Pop. Uh, Executive functioning as a casual lunch and learn event being hosted by the Office of Accessibility Services to help people explain what executive executive functioning is. Uh, Describe the challenges that typically affect college-age students discussing coping mechanisms, best practices, and strategies for all students, including those with ADHD and other learning abilities. You need to sign up through Pergola Connect to attend this event. You guys all know Pergola Connect, right? I do, yep. Yeah, it's where all the events in the college are listed. Yep. Everything that's happening, sports. I I do wish they would, uh, and maybe this is something that we could talk about with them, um, they only list uh, home Sporting events, mm. I'd yeah. like to have them list all. It'd, be, ni- be, it'd be nice to see, you know, a, a complete list of yeah. everything um, away sports included. We'll get them there, yeah. definitely. And then in the evening at seven p.m., it's QSU first uncensored event in Whitaker Commons. Join the queer student union in an open conversation with the topic being "Am I queer enough?" Pizza and drinks will be provided. All opinions and questions wanted and welcome. Now, moving on to Friday, September 22nd, members of the Health and Wellness Club will be making around campus between 9 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on Friday, distributing free and healthy food to those who want it. And they will also be giving out free advice on how to eat healthy. Sounds like something we can benefit from. Free food. Don't got to tell me twice. I don't think they'll be giving away uh, Taco Bell and uh, (laughs) Chick-fil-A coupons. (laughs) <laughs> and the, <laughs> now on to the weekend. On Saturday evening, Hood College will be hosting a Forging the Future campaign event in the Learning Commons during this event for major donors and college dignitaries. dignitaries excuse me. Uh, the Shindig 
is invitational only, but we wanted to let you know that you could adjust your plans if you were thinking about heading to a study pod on Saturday night. Study at home. Exactly. <laughs> or don't study. Yeah. All right, and on to the downtown breakdown for the week. Um, the, uh, the Great Frederick Fair started earlier this weekend. The fair is Frederick County's single largest event of the year and goes on um, from today until this upcoming Saturday. Uh, it fe features 18,000 competitive exhibits ranging from livestock, home arts, farm and garden to 4-H, FFA, and GFF youth exhibits. Plus, there are carnival rides and games, a great selection of food from funnel cakes, candy apples, cinnamon buns, pizza on a stick, cotton candy, crab cakes, barbecue, gyros, turkey legs, Italian sausage, and much more. And pina coladas in a pineapple. Yes, they do have those. <laughs> They're pretty good. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Yeah. Uh, tickets to the fair are $10 and parking is $5 per car. Well worth the price admission. Um, definitely. If you are into photography, head to the Delaplane Arts and Education Center to see snapshots from Baltimore County on the edge, a photography exhibit by John Petro. The uh, exhibition is the culmination of Petro's project to document some of the community and culture in and around a half mile section around Wilkins Avenue in the south in southwest Baltimore, Maryland. The Delaplane is open daily from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Petro's exhibit will be on display until the end of October. If you'd like to, if you like to dance or even if you want to uh, learn, head to Sky Stage on the South Carroll Street in downtown Frederick on Wednesday evening for a Salsa Under the Stars event. Frederick Salsa instructor Sylvia Yakubian offers done. a lesson at 7 p.m., followed by dancing to Latin beats spun by DJ Willie and occasional live musicians. Cost is $5 cash at the door. And, and this event happens on the third Wednesday of every month, weather permitting. Sounds like a good time to me. That's what I'm that saying. I, you like two are both going to be there, right? <laughs> I, I definitely could use uh, to, to learn how to salsa dance, so I might be there. All right. righty. And on Friday, prepare to get scared. Ghost tours are back for the fall season in downtown. If you want to learn more about Frederick, uh, Fredericks, it's considered Maryland's most haunted city. Head to Brewers Alley at 7.30 for a 90-minute walk, walking tour through some of the most spooky streets of downtown. Tickets are $15, and tours take place every Friday through the end of the year. If ghosts and gals aren't your thing, uh, head to the new Friars stage for a solo piano concert by Lafayette Gilchrist. Best known for his work featuring his hit television series, The Wire, Gilchrist creates an exhilarating kaleidoscopic soundscape with original compositions that draw on Jelly Roll's Martin's Latin tinge, Fratz, Fats. Fats, excuse me, Fats Waller's stride, Duke Ellington's elegance, and Thelonious. Thelonious. Thelonious Monk's Quirky Swing. Tickets are $25, and the concert starts at 8 p.m. Any Dancing Queen or Super Trooper fans out there, if so, uh, you know that those are just two of the songs that made famously by Swedish group ABBA. Um, ABBA. ABBA. Come on. Uh, I, did, I didn't know if it was, you know, an acronym or something, but uh, and if their style is your style, you'll... 
you want to head to the Weinberg Center on Saturday for a concert covered by band direct from Sweden. The music of ABBA, the group will be playing all your ABBA favorites. Tickets are $45. Uh, the dancing and singing starts at 8 p.m. And that should be enough to keep you busy for the week. Um, the trivia question for next week is sticking with ABBA, what product did members of the group sponsor during their heyday in the 1970s? Hmm. If you know the uh, answer, um, send uh, an email to uh, blazerradio at hood.edu and, uh, and we'll give you a shout out on next Monday show. All right, and for the now it's time for uh, the whether you like it or not report. <laughs> um, for this uh, this week's weather report, um, looks like we have some pretty decent weather this week. Uh, I see some rain on Saturday and Sunday, but hopefully, you know, we miss that. Uh, for today, Monday the 18th, we have a low of uh, 57 degrees with a high of 75. Um, sunny conditions will continue all day, but be careful. Wind gusts are expected to uh, reach up to 17 miles per hour. Ooh, Uh-oh. 17. 17. That'd be a rough day on the golf course trying to hit, Put your, hit uh, a ball straight. Get your caps down low. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, on Tuesday the 19th, uh, again, we have a, a low of 53 degrees, high of 74. It looks like there's going to be sunny conditions all day tomorrow as well. Um, Similarly, for Wednesday and Thursday this week, uh, low of 52 degrees on Wednesday, high of 77, um, sunny conditions all day. Thursday is a low of 54 degrees and a high of 79 degrees. Uh, Again, sunny conditions. Um, Friday, we have a low of 56 degrees and a high of 74 degrees. It looks like it's going to be partly cloudy most of the day on Friday. and for the weekend, Saturday, it's looking a little unfortunate for us Frederick uh-huh. goers this weekend. Yeah. It is a high of or a low of 57 and a high of 68 with a 60% chance of thunderstorms and rain. Um, on Sunday, we have a high of 70 and a low of 60 with a 50% chance of showers. All right, we'll take a little rain, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Um, and that is it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in. If you have an event you would like us to promote on a future show, send us an email with the details to blazerradio at hood.edu. I'm your host, Aiden Sievert. I'm Charles Bainham. Have a great week, everyone.